The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Astort. As uh, we're breaking it down, countdown to kickoff uh, is on. Are you all right, uh, Cam? Uh, I heard something yeah, about uh, going wild. You all right? <laughs> no, I was talking about Matt's bird. I said his bird's going wild. Hear Destiny? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Chirping all the time. No, I was talking about his bird. His bird's uh, really hyper today. <clears throat> no, I didn't, I didn't hear the bird because the show was yeah. starting, so I couldn't hear because Van Halen was playing. Yeah, bird was loud, very loud. All right, all right. So uh, two days in a row, two out of three. It's not bad. Cam finds a way to uh, throw a curveball into the intro uh, of the show. You can't help yourself. I'm going to let you start to open the show, Cam. It'll be better. Because <laughs> I thought it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty good update. It was smooth. I said Gabe Barenci with game time decisions. I didn't say in game live. I didn't screw the pooch there. So yeah, you know, we're getting better. No, 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 no. It was very good. It was very good. You've got that part down. The part you don't have down is that when I start talking, like, don't say anything for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, like 30 seconds. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) You know, the best way I put it, it's called a false start. All right. Don't jump offside here. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. You got it. I can't hear uh, Matt's bird anyway. So, nevertheless, Game time decisions has uh, begun, and I don't know. You've been hanging out with Babano or something, man. Like he, he, Babano's intros are wearing off on you now. <laughs> yeah, I get to talk to him tonight too. Great. The the, the awkward intro one hundred and one. Cam and Babano can give a radio and TV class how to awkwardly open up a show. Start randomly mm-hmm. talking about something that people have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, all point. right, Cam. So it is a good point. <laughs> So speaking of which, Carmine Bianco is going to join us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, so Carmine's going to step up and in, and uh, we're going to talk uh, NFL football. We're going to get into the bowl game. Uh, that's this evening. The um, the Cotton Bowl is on tap uh, here this evening. 
And, of course, it's always been the tradition of the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve Eve. Um, and, um, and, and that's the longstanding tradition of uh, the Cotton Bowl. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. This is the first of, I don't know, what do they call them? The, the group of six games? I don't really care mm. what they call them. They all kind of blow. The NCAA uh, sucks. Um, but it's an interesting uh, football game this evening, and we'll break it down. Of course, uh, Oklahoma and Florida have a history. Uh, Florida beat Oklahoma in a national championship game in 2008, and uh, both me and Cam were at the game. But seems like everybody was at that game. I had Drew Martin Betts on the show last night, and Drew Martin was at the game. I believe uh, Parker and Master Control uh, was at the game. I know Sooner Lisa uh, was at the game. Like, basically, like, who was it uh, at that game? And everybody that we talked to that was at that game, you all have nice pictures. Drew Martin was talking about how fun the tailgate was. I don't think anything about that game was fun. Like, from my memory, like, there was no tailgate. There was just a bunch of psychos in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> the atmosphere in the stadium wasn't fun because we had a ton of money on the over. Um and you know, we, we could go on. So I don't know. I think everybody else had more fun than we did uh, that night. But we're going to make up for it tonight. It's like the Milwaukee Bucks payback. Uh, it all comes uh, tonight uh, with the Oklahoma Sooners. And the Sooners right now leg eight and a half points. The number is getting crazy. All right, shout out to our radio affiliates. Game time decision has that begun. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, in the house. I am Renzi. Countdown to kickoff is on, and the point spread is getting insane uh, right now. The Oklahoma Sooners are eight and a half point favorites. Total 64 and a half in the Cotton Bowl uh, this evening. And if that's not for you, uh, we've got uh, some NBA basketball on tap, and uh, we've got some college basketball tonight. Carmine Bianco will step up and then wager talk in the house. We'll get into some NFL football uh, with Carmine and uh, we'll talk a little soccer uh, as well. Holiday season always has a lot of soccer. I know the EPL is in full swing uh, right now. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart in the house. Are you ready to rock uh, Cam? I am. Uh, actually, it's been interesting, the EPL, the last couple of days. Another uh, canceled match, Gabe. Today, the Tottenham Hotspur and Fulham uh, because of COVID-19. But the league says they will continue to play on. A little bit of concerns there. That's back-to-back -back days where they've had games canceled and it's affecting different teams across the EPL. But they're just going to motor through this kind of like uh, the other leagues. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, I was just talking to Mish. He's a Gator uh He's a Gator alum, basically saying through people he knows on social media, tons of defensive players out for um, the Florida Gators. As you see, that line opened up at three. Now, hot steam. That is like a lava from three to eight and a half, and the total sits at 64 and a half, as you said. Very big line movement, five and a half points. Yeah, it's, it's crazy right now. Big, big difference between like three and a half and four and a half and eight and a half in this spot. And the total has come down as well. It was 67 and a half. Now sitting at the 64, Wisconsin uh, takes care of business. 42-28 over uh, Wake Forest in the Dukes Mayo Bowl uh, earlier today. Only two bowl games uh, today. Unfortunately, we had Iowa and Missouri that were supposed to be playing. They'd be playing right now, actually. That game yep. was canceled. That the bridge into uh, tonight's game with Florida and uh, Oklahoma. 
So we'll break down the Florida and Oklahoma game. I'm looking forward to this uh, contest. Point spread getting crazy uh, right now. We'll get into all the NBA um, point spreads, uh, sides, totals. Take a look at some of the props. Uh, as well, it was uh, it was a good you know it was good and bad last night. We ended strong in the NBA, uh, but we got punched in the mouth early. We're breaking it all down. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, game time decisions continues. I am Dave Reds. We're kicking on a raging Reddit. Cam Stewart throwing it down. All right, Carmine Bianco will step up and in a little bit uh, later on, which gives us time to uh, take a look at the board uh, here this evening. We've got um, an eight and a half point point spread right now in the college of football game. Makes it, you know, it's a ridiculous number now. Let's just be real. Uh, now, suddenly, you have to start looking at Oklahoma teasers. And I think an Oklahoma teaser to the over. Uh, could be the way to go uh, in this football game. If you can get over 57 and a half uh, points, I don't want to say there's no way in hell that they don't because I've said this before between these two teams and it ended up costing me a lot of money. So I still think we can get there, uh, Cam, at uh, 64 and a half uh, total. Eight and a half uh, right now. We'll get into the game. We'll give you the numbers and the angles of this. We'll try to get you caught up to date with the million players that are out. And something that people aren't talking about in this game, actually, it's all about Florida players being out. Oklahoma are missing players, too. Oklahoma have injuries. Like, Oklahoma are missing, you know, four or five uh, players as well. Uh, So we'll go over that. we got NBA basketball uh, tonight. And last night, Cam, I hit the... um, the Los Angeles Clippers, we talked about it at the end of the show. The L.A. Clippers were down 50 points at the half against Dallas over the weekend. It was the worst halftime deficit in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they didn't have Kawhi Leonard against the T-Wolves, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on your team. When you're down by 50 at the break, you're going to show up in the first half. And they did. It was a struggle in the first quarter, but they ended up pulling away. They were up by 20 at the break over the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves last night. And it sets up a similar situation tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee absolutely throttled uh, the Miami Heat last night by 47 points. And if you don't think that that they were thinking about revenge from the playoffs, Boonhoser said after the game, 
well, it's been 80 days since we lost to them, and it was 80 days of frustration. Like, dude, what do these guys have a calendar at home camp? How do you yes. know it's 80? Like, what you guys like? Like, really? Oh, it's day 69 since we. Yeah, it's like the guy. It's like the guy in prison. They're just putting. They're just putting X beside every day. Day, day 14, day 16. Then they circle it at the end. Miami. Yeah, they're ready to. Uh, it, it, <laughs> 80 days. How do you even know that? He's like, yeah, it's been. It was 80 days. It was 80 <laughs> days of frustration. And yeah, you know, we were thinking about it. And so now, but they beat him by 47. That was humiliating last night. I think I think they got off to a 21 to 3 lead, uh, actually. Uh, listen, they got the Miami Heat got absolutely ambushed last night, Cam. So my theory is here tonight, although I don't know if I want to do the first half. I'm thinking about even getting a little bit uh, cockier here. I'm going to go with the first quarter. First quarter. Give me the uh, Miami Heat first quarter plus two and a half tonight. I almost want to do the race to 20, Cam, in this game as well. Got to believe the Miami Heat. Like, the first, like, seriously, from the first, they might get worn out as the game goes on. They don't have Jimmy Butler. They might get worn out again as the game goes. And Milwaukee might, like, like beating them up. But I don't think they're going to ambush them, bro. I don't think it's going to be 21-3 or 40-10 to or something like that again, like it was last night. I agree. And here's another thing. It doesn't seem like the popular play, but what do you do when a team gets blown out? You come back to them. I don't know if it's going to be first quarter, first half, and what you said. They could run out of gas in the third or fourth, but I like these teams. If you have any type of personal pride, you're going to show up tonight. That was an absolute butt-kicking, and uh, that's not cool. Usually the same thing happens. Let's use a college example with Missouri State and Northern Iowa. Missouri State murdered these guys. Northern Iowa comes back and beats them. It's hard to beat the team back-to-back, but... I get it. The loss of Jimmy Butler is huge, but I agree with you. I think you have to look at Miami. Uh, I don't even mind that race to 20. Yeah, first quarter, first half, race to 20, whatever it is early. If these guys don't come out and get a lead on Milwaukee, that's not right. They got to take some pride, and they should be very angry early in this game. Yeah, and as we stated, it doesn't mean that they're going to cover the six, uh, but I think they come out uh, strong, uh, at least. All right, uh, so the big news of the day, and it hit me hard right before the uh, the show started. I didn't see it coming. And 2020 sucks. Like, 20 or whatever, man. 2020, it is what it is. Uh, but um, coronavirus and COVID has taken out a couple of real icons, including Darth Vader, right? Like, uh, you know COVID's serious when Darth Vader, man. Nothing's killed Darth Vader. Uh, Darth yeah. Vader goes down, but unfortunately, uh, Don Wells, Marianne, I'm sure a lot of people tuning in uh, right now don't even know who Marianne is, don't know uh, Gilligan's Island. And Gilligan's Island uh, was a ridiculously stupid TV show that's hard to watch, actually, now. It's not one of those, oh, I'm going to watch it on, uh, on on the reruns. Yeah, try. Try watching it. You'll last, like, three minutes. But the one thing that you will notice when you watch the show, yeah. okay, all right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. One thing you will notice when you watch the show for three minutes that Marianne was freaking hot, <laughs> all right? So, um, and even though it's a cheesy show, even though it's a cheesy show and it's a stupid show and all that, the fact is she really is and was one of the um, the biggest, the biggest pop icons ever. You know, Ginger versus Marianne is like one of the, you know, the biggest debates ever, except there really wasn't a debate. Marianne always won. Ginger's hot. You know, Ginger's the only one that's alive now, Kim. 
I like Ginger. She's a lack of standing. Of course. I think they're both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You always go just... <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I, I think Marianne is a very, very sweet, very, very beautiful woman. I've always uh, I, I had a thing for Ginger when I was younger. We were young lads when these shows uh, came out. So you get to see women and go, ooh, that's a woman right there. And I got to tell you, those turkeys on the island, unbelievable, man. There's two There's two girls there. You're stuck on an island and you can't even get things done. Even me and you, like I'm not saying we got, got, uh-huh. got great ga- game or anything like that. I think we would have done a hell of a lot better than the Skipper and Gilligan. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the professor was getting some, bro. The professor yeah, yeah, yeah. was taking care of business uh, in the hut in the late in the late night hours. Uh, but I've always thought too. I guess it's the way that I think. It's like the same way we talk about we want a better number with the point spread. Whenever it was like you know Ginger or Marianne, I was like, well, how about both? I mean, why 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 pick one uh, over the other? But I've always been uh, more of a Marianne uh, guy. But uh, yeah, so Ginger's the last one standing. Which is ironic because she hates the show. She hates the show. She hates the fans of the show. She didn't like the show. She didn't like the the people on the show. Like she wasn't liked. Like uh, she thought like she was going to be the star. Like the network told her, "You're going to be the star of the show." When they casted her, and Gilligan was the star, right? Like, and Marianne was more popular than she was, and she did movies and stuff like in real life. Like so, that's like the mm-hmm. angle. She actually did movies, so she wasn't happy that she was doing a stupid TV show called Gilligan's Island, and then suddenly she wasn't even the most popular one uh, on the show. So she's the last one uh, left standing uh, right now. And my main man, Paul Bovey, who joined us the other night and had a great Super Bowl uh, ticket uh, story from the giants Bills Super Bowl, fires off me a message on Twitter right now because he sees we're talking about, uh, about Marianne. And uh, only Paul Bowlby would have this story. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I met Ginger, Tina Louise, in 1998 on 48th Street. We were stretching together on a mat. I tried to set her up with my father, and I got her number. I pretended I didn't know who she was, and she introduced uh, herself as Tina. As soon as I mentioned the show, and specifically Gilligan getting busted for pot, she, uh, she ran away from me. Pretty fun. <laughs> Wow, she really does hate the show. Wow, you see, Bovey's dad could have a date with Ginger, and the minute you the minute you mention the TV show, you're done. Like she doesn't walk around saying, "Yeah, I was on Gilligan's Island." Like she didn't even she didn't even tell him. You see what I'm saying? She doesn't like the show. Like she's not in. She's not in, and she's not a fan of that. She lost that poll uh, all the time. Uh, she's not a fan that she lost the poll <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it really was one of the stupidest shows ever. It's like it was done. You know what though? You know what's funny, Cam? They screwed up. There's an episode where you can see Los Angeles. Like they were actually just like they weren't. They were literally on a TV set, but they screwed up in the yeah. camera. You can see Burbank in the background and stuff. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. Hi, Marenzi. We're kicking it on the Ranger and Canvas store. We've got a bunch of basketball coming up, NBA basketball, but of course we've got the the Cotton uh, Bowl uh, this evening. Is it? It's not in the Cotton Bowl, though, right? It's actually uh, at Jerry Jones's stadium, which is I think like, so. Yes, it's mm-hmm. not really the Cotton Bowl, then, is it? I, I agree like, with you, hundred percent. Like, why? Why not just play it at the Cotton Bowl? I don't understand this. I don't like. Uh, it's the Cotton Bowl, so it's like not. It's like uh, whatever, dude. So I'm saying. Then they talk about tradition and stuff. They talk about oh, they're student athletes. If they're student athletes. Why Why would you schedule college basketball games on New Year's Eve if they're student-athletes? <laughs> There's a full slate of college basketball on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve tomorrow night. It's like, really? All right, like they're, if they're students, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like New Year's Eve at 10.30 at night seems like the best time for a student to be playing basketball, does it? <laughs> uh, but if you guys say so, if that's, you know... <laughs> Like, they should just drop the whole student crap, all right? But uh, ne- nevertheless, yep. so big line movement in this game because the Florida Gators, uh, Florida Gators only have 60 scholarship uh, players playing in the game. They got 60 scholarship uh, players playing in this game. They're, at, they're, they're depleted, but we've seen this script before, right? I mean, it's, that's a, it's a big line move here, Cam. Eight and a half points, a lot of points to be given to Florida Gators. I'm not, I'm not, you know... I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to lay nine points here. They're going to kill them. But I'll, I will play Oklahoma in a teaser to the over. And I'll play Oklahoma in some parlays or something. We'll figure out some ways to approach this. But I'm not I'm not going to say running to the window because there's no window in front of us. But I'm not, uh, not going to start clicking away on minus nine right now on the Sooners uh, just because they got 60 scholarship players. I don't care. You know what? They can say this. Oh, they got 60 scholarship players. Dude, there's only 11 guys on the field at once, anyways. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Like you, you already on a college football team, there's already there's like 120 kids. 60 of them don't play, anyways, right? So this could be an overreaction a little bit here. I think it is an overreaction, and if you're not getting Oklahoma like anything under seven, like now eight and a half, that's a horrible number. Um, I got to be honest with you, Gabe. Like. Take a look at Oklahoma, though. The one thing that they've done a lot better under this regime, they have not given up more than a couple touchdowns. Like, take a look at what their defense has done recently over the last couple months. It's been fantastic. People just assume that their defense is brutal. No, not recently. They've actually been playing very good defense. The offense uh, can put up points. This is the thing. Miami, uh, Florida's running into a really hot 
Oklahoma team. We'll see, but that's a horrible number in the game. And let's talk about it from last night. Oh, yeah, the narrative. Oh, Texas. Texas captains aren't playing. Blah, blah, blah. Sam Ellinger got hurt. The backup quarterback came in, lit it up. The guy's going to be money next year. The running back was fantastic. I don't listen to narratives because it's a bunch of crap. You make your own decisions, right? And I'll tell you, Florida will still have enough talented players to play in this damn football game. But it doesn't mean they're going to cover the game. They're going to play. That's it. correct. It doesn't mean- yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Hey, man, I was on Texas last night. I'm just you know what I'm saying? You know where I'm coming from, though, Gabe? All these things. Oh, these guys and then the motivation. You know what? Everybody just makes up little stories or whatever they're going to do. You're right, though. Oklahoma could blow these guys out. There's key defensive players out for Florida. And they're even talking about, I know Trask is starting, but with a line movement that weird, I don't know what's going on in this game. Like, even some of these defensive players, when you make a line go from three to eight and a half, that's five and a half points. Usually a quarterback move is anywhere between like four and a half and six. It almost feels like what else is going on with Florida that we haven't heard about yet. We will see. The list is deep. The list is deep. So Kyle Pitts, who mm. of course is a stud, you know, yep. he's going to be a big time player in the National Football League, uh, tight end. Uh, he opted out of uh, this game. Um, then they lost their two top wide receivers with Tony and Grimes, who decided mm-hmm. to uh, step aside and prepare uh, for the the upcoming draft. Then uh, I even said the other night, I'm like, yeah, but I still got this other son, Copeland. Uh, Co- Copeland uh, tested positive for COVID. So he's out uh, now. He's out on the defensive side of the football. Uh, they don't have their starting quarterback, uh, Marco Wilson. They don't have their starting safety, Sean Davis, uh, as well. And and there's also multiple uh, multiple other players on the defensive side of the football, backups, uh, et cetera, and, and other players are going to be out. So it's pretty deep. Their offense is pretty depleted, and that's the one concern that Oklahoma might slow these guys down a bit. Right, Florida's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not automatic. Florida's going to put up 35 tonight. That, that's that's why I'm a little hesitant uh, with the total. It's a tricky football game. It's a cool game, but it's a tricky one. I'm going to take the, uh, I guess I'm taking the chicken way out. I'm going to go with the uh, the teaser. Oklahoma tees to the over, and we'll put Oklahoma mixed in with some other plays. We'll have to find some uh, some teams to, uh, to match them up with right now. Oklahoma's going to be without their best cornerback, Trey Brown. So, uh, but Florida are without their top four wide receivers. So, kind of balances exactly. out. Uh, it balances out uh, right there. They're without their tight end uh, as well, uh, Oklahoma. But overall, this is a good spot for Oklahoma. And they actually might just kill him, Cam. If I actually had to say what the score would be, I'm going to think, I'm going to say it's like 41 24, 44 24. I don't think Florida gets that many. I think they, I think Florida gets twenty points tops. I think they get twenty tonight. I think Oklahoma beats them thirty-eight twenty. Oklahoma, Oklahoma been on fire, guys. They lost to um, they lost to Iowa State earlier in the season, and then they rattled off seven straight wins, and including they beat Iowa State in the rematch. Uh, they beat Texas along the way. They went six and one against the spread too. Oklahoma are actually one of the um, the hottest teams in the country right now. I was talking with Steve Merrill last night, and he was talking about how, like, their metrics, like, they're a playoff caliber team, actually. Like, everybody's talking about everybody else, but the way that Oklahoma are playing right now, that they are a playoff Mm -hmm. caliber team. Uh, Spencer Rattler has come into his own. 
Um, you know what? He's poised in a pocket. They're making, you know, early, earlier in the season, he got rattled a little bit, pardon the pun, not attended, uh, but he's calmed down. 15 touchdown passes, just three interceptions, uh, Cam, uh, during this uh, run right now. They're a solid football team. And, you know, you, you've got to believe, too, they've got a chip on their shoulder, Oklahoma, right? They've got a chip on their shoulder. They've they've lost a lot of these playoff games. They've lost some of mm-hmm. these big bowl games before in the past. And now here's an opportunity for them to uh, to beat up on an SEC team. And they probably take advantage uh, of it uh, as well. So, yeah, I'm talking myself into uh, laying the nine points right now, uh, Ken. <laughs> I would go that way. I would, you know, like it, it looks, <clears throat> you could say, well, I'm getting nine points with the Gators, but the losses could be significant. And it's what you said. This is the thing, too. Take a look at what their defense has done from start to finish. They lose that Kansas State game. Then they go on a tootsie roll. This team is hot. And Rattler said something interesting. At the start of the year, he's like, I was all over the place, man. I didn't know what was going on. He goes, now I get my hair cut at the same time every week. I do this at the same time every week. He goes, I needed structure. I needed to figure it out because my head was all jumbled and it screwed me up. Since I've gone to this method, things have been a lot cleaner. The defense, actually, from Oklahoma's perspective, one of their better defenses, and to your other point. They've had horrible bowl history, losses to Boise State when they were like craziness. Oklahoma can really end things tonight for their boosters and beat the crap out of Florida. That would leave everyone very happy in Norman. I didn't really realize this because we take Oklahoma's consistency for granted, actually. But Lincoln Riley, Cam, Lincoln Riley hasn't won a bowl game before. That's Hmm. another thing. Wow. You know why? He's been in the playoffs every time. Exactly. And he lost every time. He got bounced. So think about that. Lincoln Riley doesn't have, like, that's amazing, isn't it? He's like, you know, one of the top coaches in college football, one of the hottest names. Bowl resume, bowl record, none. (laughs) (laughs) He's never walked off the field a winner. Uh, You know, he's won the Big 12 championships. But that's got to say something, actually, Cam. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, Oklahoma have an opportunity to celebrate after one of these big games. They'll get, you know, you get an Orange Bowl, you'll get your ring or the Cotton Bowl ring. You do get a ring for these games. Unfortunately, the it's the hypocrisy. Yeah, this is gold, though. The um, the coaches get a real ring, Cam. So the coaches will get a ring, like, with real diamonds and everything. It'll say, like, Cotton Bowl, OU, and whatever. The players will get rings, but by NCAA rules – the rings the players get can only be valued of $400 or less. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> can you believe you no know one, That pisses me <laughs> off. You said it. Like, that takes the cake. So this, this, this jacket, these coaches are already making millions of dollars, and then you're going to give them some fine jewelry that eventually they can pawn if one of their cousins is a meth head or something like that? Give me a break. These players deserve better free education. That's the thing. Pipe and that's what they say, oh, well, you know, what, what are they going to do with the ring? They'll sell them. They might sell. Who what? cares? It's their ring. Like, they want to sell exactly. Stars, that's their business. Like you know what I'm saying? It's their ring. Agreed. You know what? I, actually, I thought this is like the the depth of their lowness in which Jim Nance. I don't know. God knows Jim Nance. I like to see Jim Nance's memorabilia room. I tell you that. So Jim Nance, like, um, was his good buddies with Jim Calhoun. Basically, yeah. they gave Jim Nance a UConn championship ring for some reason. Like, Jim Nance has a – but he went to Houston, but whatever. He's got a UConn championship ring. 
And basically, I know because players were like, you got to be kidding me. So Jim Nance got like a $88,000 Yukon ring, and the players got a $279 like replica. And they were That's like, sickening. damn, even the broadcasters are getting rings. <laughs> That's sickening. That pisses me off, man. Jim Nance. Why? Because you call the Masters, you get a damn ring because you know a UConn's coach? Get bent. You're right, Marenzi. That's a bunch of crap. You know, Nance and Fred Couples were like roommates at uh, Houston, too. They're boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim Nance, you see, he's got a guy lives in Pebble Beach, Ken. <laughs> Unbelievable. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Marenzi. We're kicking it with the raging redhead Cam Stewart, who really did start to rage uh, on the way out uh, there as I told the story about the... uh, the replica rings. Yeah, uh, well, you know, Drake, Drake's got a ring. Drake's got a ring. Drake got hey, a real. I'll ring. say this. No, but let's talk, Gabe. Let's talk. Drake has more to do with the Raptors organization, and I'm not defending him. Jim Nance is a broadcaster. Drake, the the center that they have, or the Raptors practice, it's his the money he's put into the. I get it. Let he me. didn't play, and I'm still with you. I'm still with you. But Jim Nance. As a broadcaster, know what he should do with that ring? He should pawn it, get the money, and buy the kids all something better with the $82,000 ring that he has. That's what he That's should illegal. do. That's illegal. No. Uh, you can't do that. Let yeah. me uh, buy NCAA guidelines. But let me ask you. Yeah, no, I'm just saying after they leave school, after they leave school, have a list of the kids and give them some money. How's that sound? All right. <laughs> That's not happening. I think it's uh, – I know. I know it's not. I was going to say, though, I was going to say, if Jim Calhoun offered you or me, he said, Cam, Gabe, I really appreciate, like, like, let's say, uh, like, Jared Goff. Like, Jared Goff says, you know what, Gabe, I really appreciate, you know, I never I never called Jared. I saw you getting ripped for years when people said I sucked. You know what? I got you a Super Bowl ring. And then, like, I, I, I paid, I got you to rap, I got you to ring. Am I not going to take it? If Jim Calhoun gave you or me a UConn championship ring, would you or I pawn it and give the money to the players on the team? <laughs> mm, I got to be honest with you. Depends on my financial situation, how bad things went at the casino, how desperate I was, but I would accept the gift. You want an honest answer? There it is. I would accept the gift. So I shouldn't get so mad at Nance. It just bothers me. Nance gets everything. That's why I'm getting more frustrated. The guy does the masters. It's like, oh, Jim, doesn't commercials with Peyton Manning. Like, enough is enough. Like, there's other people out there. Like, he lives the good life, this guy. Come on. I know. I got no beef. I I know. I get it. Uh, I get it. I would accept the (laughs) gift. I would accept the gift, Gabe. I'm a a hypocrite. I'll accept it. (laughs) Of course. I know. (laughs) And then he would pawn it. Why not just keep it? Why not just because maybe I want $80,000 instead of a stupid ring. How's that sound? I can take care of real business. Pawn it. So, all right. That's gold. 
all right, so let's get into uh, let's get into the uh, the NBA a little bit. We got time for the football game. Sure. Up. What, do we, what do we got yeah. coming up at uh, seven o'clock uh, here? The late picks were good. The early picks sucked. Oh, what yeah. happened in the NBA last night? We got on track as right, the night we went on. Early, we got mm-hmm. punched in the mouth. Thanks, Pacers. Yes. Yeah, Boston's come back. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. They were winning by 12, and they pissed it away. Uh, no, we ran the table at night. The night was amazing. So That's let's talk. NBA, That's the NBA. Mm-hmm. That, um, that last night I was on Sacramento, and look, um, Buddy's out for, for the Nuggets, and uh, Murray's out for the, the Nuggets, and – and Sacramento were up, Cam. They're up by like seven or ten at the half. It was a close game in the first half, but they started to take control late in the second quarter. Third quarter, they start to pull away. They're up by 12. I look away, Cam, for like 10, 15 minutes. I tune back in, and Denver are up by eight. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, oh, my scary. God. I'm like, it's 99-90. You got to be kidding me. With like 10 minutes left in the game? And then what happens? Sacramento goes on a run. It ends up winning by 12 or something. These NBA yep. games have been whacked uh, this year. It's been wild, wild runs so far. So let's jump in here. So Memphis and Boston. Uh, so Boston, big comeback last night, Cam, against the Pacers. It was a competitive game. It was a draining game for them. They're going back-to-back uh, right now. But, of course, there's no John Morant uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, it's, it's a tough game, Gabe, but also – since we've done the show, the line has gone from like five to seven, a little bit of steam there. I want to take Memphis. I don't really have the heart to do it, but I don't want to lay it down with Boston in this game. I actually think this game might go under the 218 and a half. It's a low total. I see nothing but defense in this game. They want to play that style. Memphis wants to kind of grind it out. Without Moran, I think they want to play more defensive, but it's a tough game. I have a lean to the under, and I a lean to the Grizzlies. Don't love the game. All right. Uh, you know, here's uh, taking a look at the prop uh, here, Cam. We were talking about uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. And he scored 14 points. He had 14 rebounds uh, as well. Uh, Jonas has been uh, pretty strong on the glass. And I think he can be tonight once again. 12 and a half is the rebound uh, prop tonight for, for Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, he's been money. Jonas Valanciunas, guys, has, has 13 or more rebounds uh, in four of his last uh, five basketball games. And you know the dude. Uh, the dude's a double double machine. He's a, he's a good stat pattern. If you guys play DFS, Jonas is always a nice player mm. to give you some points for for what he brings to the table and what he costs. But I'm going over 12 and a half rebounds tonight with Jonas Valanciunas, Ken. So sort of I like that, that. That's my that's my play in this game. That that's my play uh, in this game. And and so I'm going to go over 12 and a half uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, rebounds. Let's get into this next game. So everyone, we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks all the time. It's a big test for the 3-0 Atlanta Hawks. Taking on the Brooklyn Nets uh, this evening. Um, its number has come down uh, in this basketball game. And I think it's a good spot, actually, for Brooklyn to step back uh, up and in here, Cam. Well, what do you make of this one? It's sitting at six right now. Sitting at six, total is 239. Who do you like in this game? I actually got to tell you, Gabe, I think the Hawks show up in this game. I think uh, I would take the points with Atlanta. Um, I, I just love the way they're playing basketball right now. Sure, you know, they're not covering big numbers against teams like the Pistons, but now they're getting six against Brooklyn. It's very intriguing to me. I think this game is right around the number, and Brooklyn probably just wins a squeaker. I kind of lean to Atlanta. This total's crazy at 239, but 
man, I don't know. What do you think about that? Where's the defense? 239. That's nuts. I would lean with the under, as crazy as it sounds. You talk about a clean ride. You need more than a clean ride. Like, oh, yeah. Need, like, like, this is a, like, it's 240 points, Cam. It's early in the season right now. That's a 239 and a half. It's, that's a lot. That's pretty ambitious. Pretty ambitious. I'll put it this way. I'm not betting the over. And you know I, I love yeah. to bet these overs. I'm not, I'm not pulling the trigger here. Well, look, so Kevin Durant and Kyrie are playing here this evening. Atlanta have been good. This is a step up in class. This game could come down to the wire, but, you know, yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn lost the other night, Cam. They didn't have Kevin Durant. And we see when they do what this lineup is. Now, they don't have Spencer Dinwiddie. I get it. They're already, you know, getting beat up a little bit uh, here. But I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about putting Brooklyn. I'm thinking about putting Brooklyn in a money line parlay with the Oklahoma Sooners. Brooklyn to win the game, Oklahoma to win the game. Let's see what that Interesting. Is. What do you think? Uh, what, 245? And what's uh, Oklahoma? Let's see here. Uh, probably it's up a lot right now. Uh, 325, 245. That thing will be a buck 28. 119. Hmm. Close. 119. Close. This is not, not crazy. Uh, not crazy uh, there. But yeah, the total, I'm leading with the under here as far as the total. It's a lot of points. We talk about needing a real clean, smooth ride. That's that's a lot of points uh, right there. Uh, there's a couple of underdogs I'm looking at here, though, tonight, Cam, in the NBA. I do like this card uh, tonight. And so we're talking about Milwaukee and Miami earlier. Milwaukee, of course, they lost to these guys in the playoffs. They, what, they didn't get swept. They lost in five. Giannis was hurt. Milwaukee fell apart. And they wanted revenge, and they got it. They beat them by 47 points last night, 144 to 97. Now, Jimmy Butler didn't play, and he's not playing again tonight. And Milwaukee are six-point favorites once again uh, tonight. And I'm not going to take the Miami Heat as far as the full game is concerned, but I'm going to roll the dice with Miami Heat plus two and a half in the first quarter here, Kev. That's my play in this basketball game. Miami Heat I like- plus two and a half in the first quarter. Yeah, I don't mind the first quarter or half. And I got to be honest with you, Gabe, even with six at home, I might Miami might make the card. After getting embarrassed like that, you got to believe that these guys are going to show up tonight. It's tough without Jimmy B, but I'm saying the rest of the guys on that team can step up. They're at home. Totally different situation. People are going to look at the night before and go, wow, Milwaukee just throttled these guys. Uh, I wouldn't be so quick to to rush to bet uh, Milwaukee tonight. I kind of lean heat, and I like where you're going early in the game. I think they show up as well. I want to take a look, actually, at, uh, at John Collins uh, this evening, uh, the John Collins uh, prop, but it's a little high at 17 and a half, so uh, we're going to pass uh, there. So, yeah, the Miami game, I think Miami going to show up uh, tonight. Uh, they're going to show up. Can they hang around for the full 48 minutes? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I'm just hoping that they can hang around for the first 12 minutes of this game. So give me the Miami Heat uh, plus the points. Now, Cam, this is where we start to get into the games that I actually like uh, here. And the Dallas Mavericks smashed the Clippers the other day. They're playing the Miami Heat in a couple of days here. And now they get the Charlotte Hornets rolling into town tonight. And the Hornets are getting eight and a half uh, points. And... I think Gordon Hayward has made too much money in his career, but he's playing well uh, right now. Terry Rozier is also playing well uh, right now. I like the way Charlotte is balling, uh, Cam. And 
you know what? Getting eight and a half points to me, and it's the play last night when I looked at the overnight, when I looked at the numbers, that's the game. I was like, you know what? I like Charlotte. Charlotte are going to hang with Dallas. Dallas smashed the Clippers, guys. Similar situation, Cam, as Milwaukee and Miami. They hate the Clippers. Dallas and the Clippers, if you remember, they were near fights last year, right? They were, mm-hmm. they were near blows. There were blowout games, comeback games. It was a nasty series, all right? It was a nasty series between these two teams. And it wasn't. it's not a coincidence that Milwaukee loses to Miami and then beats them by 47, and that the Dallas Mavericks lost to the Clippers in the playoffs, and they're up by 50 at the half on them, right? So they don't have the same – they're not showing up tonight to the arena cam with anywhere near the same hate and passion as they did the other night against – it's the Charlotte Hornets. I bet you the guys on the Mavericks don't even know they're playing the Charlotte Hornets, right? They're going to show up who we play. Oh, it's the Hornets. Oh, great. Like, who gets up for the Hornets, Ken? Right? But the Hornets Nobody. got some guys that can fall. Give me the eight and a half points with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to tell you, Gabe, originally when I was thinking about this game, I'm thinking, wow, Dallas should blow them out. And then I, and then I thought about it, too. Sandwich game. Who cares? Dallas coming off a big win. What we saw last. Recency bias. Next game, sandwich game. You could name so many things that are, you said it, and Charlotte, the perfect thing about them is they are under the radar. They suck and no one cares. This is a perfect betting spot. You said it. This could be the game of the night. I'm with you. This is a play. Charlotte Hornets will test out the theory. Love the pick. I wish we were getting 10, but we're getting eight and a half. Sounds good. Can I buy a few blocks? Yeah. Well, I wish I'd prefer I'd prefer if it was plus twelve myself too as well. Yes, yeah. Per- oh yeah, then, I, then I'd unleash. Unleash the beast. Yes. It's still a good number though, eight and a half. I'm with you, buddy. See, that's see, that's a good gambling tactic right there. This is like this is not our first rodeo. We could be wrong in this game, but that's the way to attack a game. A team that blew out somebody in a meaningful game, let down spot, look ahead spot, sandwich game, a team that is irrelevant. We're getting eight and a half. Hey, it might not win, Gabe, but that's the right way to break it down. Love the pick. I'm in. I'm putting it in right now. Dude, this year, this year in the NBA, we're getting all these unique scheduling situations, Ken. Teams playing back-to-back nights on the same court against each other or, you know, the scheduling stuff is weird. And some teams are packing it in on some nights. Some teams are extra motivated to want to kill the team on some nights. It's an intriguing handy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. We're kicking over to Raging Redhead at Cam Store. We got into the NBA. Uh, we got college basketball coming up, uh, too. I don't know why. I thought that the Grizzly-Celtics game was at 7 o'clock uh, for whatever reason or another. But it's actually at uh, 7.30. College basketball. You playing any college basketball tonight, Cam? Nope. Not one game, Gabe. I looked at a couple games. Uh, you know what? We got big money on this football game uh, with the Oklahoma-Florida uh, game. And I got to be honest with you, I got a few NBA games on the go. No need to uh, force it with uh, the college uh, card tonight. You know what? I'm going to pull the trigger here. I am going to force it. <laughs> no, you know what, though? I'm not, I'm not forcing it. I'm not forcing it. I looked at these games earlier, and I'm like, you know what? I actually like these two spots, so why, why jump off right now? 
I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Davidson. I'm gonna take Davidson plus one at home, and I'm gonna take mm-hmm. Belmont on the money line against Murray State, minus one thirty. Mm, nice. So give me Davidson, Davidson to beat <sighs> Richmond, and uh yeah, a nice smooth Belmont. Menthol. <laughs> yeah, smooth smoke. Love a good, love a nice smooth Belmont. I like that Davidson and Belmont. Interesting. You're going uh, dipping in different waters tonight. Actually, I will look at one game in college. I think it's Xavier. Sorry, but Xavier too on the money line to beat Seton Hall. Give me Xavier for you non-New Jersey residents. Yes, I think there's another game that I'm going to keep my eye on. Going to probably play it live, but. Something's telling me that Georgia Tech line versus UNC tonight short. We've seen a lot of those short lines, those threes, like Minnesota beating Michigan State and the like. I think Georgia Tech might actually get it done tonight against North Carolina. All right, so we got time to get into all the NBA games and uh, stuff, but we got sort of college basketball going off the board right now. We're basically riding the home teams here. We're taking uh, Belmont money line, Davidson plus the one, and Xavier. Uh, Xavier money line. I don't really understand this number. It's gone up a little bit here, but I think Xavier should beat uh, Seton Hall this evening. It'll be a close game. All these games are uh, in a Big East, but it, uh, it'll be a close game. But give me Xavier on the money line. Davidson plus one and uh, Belmont. Smooth. I don't think they're in business anymore, though. Belmont. I think they might have yeah. been around. In- yeah, Belmont. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Belmont's a quality smoke, man. That's high end. Build digital first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.